Welcome to Beyond the Pulpit with Andy Thompson. Beyond the Pulpit is a podcast that shows Andy Thompson in a different light. He talks with different guests every week about how he overcame real-life challenges all of us can relate to. If you want to support the Beyond the Pulpit podcast, head over to www.pastorandy.com podcast for more information. Or what their needs are, what they think is important. And this one particular woman was, you know, basically saying, yeah, I mean, who needs who more? Do men need women or do women need men? And it's kind of the argument against the patriarchy and, you know, the, the it's, it's this whole kind of toxic femininity thing yeah. in which it's kind of like, no, you know, let's keep men in their place or I don't know if it's that, but. I just, it was yeah. interesting. It was very, very like interesting, it. you know, the discussion. You know? I saw the TikTok. Well, first of all, hello, everyone. I'm Kayla Thompson. All right. I'm this man of God's daughter, and <laughs> I've been <laughs> deemed this role to uh, have this conversation tonight. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I saw the TikTok, and I do feel like it was a little hyperbolic, okay. a little extreme. And I think it's definitely the pendulum swing that we talk about, you and I talk about all the time, um, where it's like we're on one side of the ditch of like, cancel all men, all men suck, and women are, can do all. And it's like, I get why that's happened, because women were just oppressed and used. And I mean, I'm watching House of the Dragon right now, and like, literally the storylines going on right now, is just like, women were just like... They were, they were, you know, chess, a, com- a commodity. commodity. They were right. chess pieces to be used in games. So it's like right. for centuries on centuries, it's been, so it's like definitely an extreme, but to go on the whole other side of like men could survive without women. And I just think that that goes against, I think, I think either of those extremes just don't work. And I feel like, why can't we just be like we talk about? Why can't we just be on the in the middle of the road. Why do we have to be in a ditch all the time? Like, why can't the narrative be, we need each other. That's why there are both of us. That's why there are, like, you can't, you can't, you can't say, you know, that women, men don't need women because that that, that kind of cancels the fact that we exist. We exist for a purpose, right? Whether you, you know, are a Christian or whatever or not, you know, but hello, there's a light going to be in the way. Hi, TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah, you get what I'm saying? I just feel like, is, I don't know. I mean, I think that is that, is that um, perspective necessary to be said? Yes, but it doesn't have to be said in such a, again, hyperbolic manner where you can't even really listen to the heart of where she's coming from because she's being very ex- exclusive, extreme, and just kind of, even the way she was using words, I know you guys probably, you didn't see the TikTok, maybe you did, but um, it was just kind of like, girl, I can't even hear you out because you're like, women are like this and men are like this and it's very like flighty words. It's like, that's not really true. Men are just as social as women. If you put a man, if you put a man in a room and lock him in a room for 50 days, he'll go crazy. That's human nature. You can't just say that that's just women. Men aren't like that. Like, it's just, there sure. was a lot of things that she was saying that were like the issue you're kind of yeah, but I think that, causing more issues. No, but I think that a part of this is, I mean, I think if we're looking for balance, this is a part of how we get to some balance. 
Because I agree. And I because I think that there are women who have spoken hard for women. There's a feministic perspective that's strong for women. Because we can talk about the the world or we can talk about America. Mm-hmm. Now if we're talking about America, if we're talking about Western cultures in which women are allow, are, you know, are, are get to have rights and are educated and can vote. That's it's very different than the rest of the world. There's still major parts of this world in which women are still second class yeah. citizens, women are still enslaved, women are still being treated as property. So I think that for women to be like, you know, we have to keep going into this ditch on the other side to help us get to the middle a little bit hmm. to me is a bit of, of what I'm sure toxic femininity is like, well, mm-hmm. when we, when we actually get something fair, then sure, you know, yeah, right, we'll, right, we'll, right. maybe we'll let up a little bit. We can't let up right now. And still in 75% of the world, women are still second class citizens. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, for a woman to be able to come on, and there, she's not the only one. There are several women on TikTok now mm-hmm. who are kind of being a little bit more of a voice of reason to women to say, hey, ladies, listen, yeah. we do need men. And let's not act like men aren't needed at all. You know, how would society run without men? And, you know, sure, it's one thing for men to say that, but just like for me right now on this show, for me to say, no, women are oppressed and women are... Yeah. Or disempowered, and there are women who are enslaved, and women who are being beaten or abused or misused right now. For me, as a guy, to acknowledge that, okay, that goes a long way, and it makes women say, okay, all right, here's a guy that can acknowledge that for much of the of the world, there were women that were oppressed, mm-hmm. and it, but in the exact same way, there needs to be some women who speak up and say, yeah, hold on cancel culture we can't just let we can't now battle against all masculinity Mm because that's a big part of and we talked about this a little bit in our last show you know you didn't get to be on camera but we had to get you on camera because you're so fine but it's like you know the idea that if you want a man to roll on you and say hey what's your name then that takes some masculinity. If we want somebody to step in front of you and defend you mm-hmm. from a dog that takes from uh, from yeah, a person, yeah. that takes some masculinity. If we need if you want somebody to be like, "Oh, yeah, pull over, let me pop the hood and see what's going on in there." Mm-hmm. That takes some masculinity. It doesn't mean that only men can do that, but mostly yeah. men are mechanics. Mostly men are roofers. Mostly it's men who are digging ditches. Mostly it's men who are doing blue collar driving trucks. Women have had equality for 25 years at least now. They've had access to these jobs. They're not, they're <laughs> not getting these jobs, okay? Yeah. So the guys who get up every day, the dudes who are getting up tomorrow morning, lunch pail in hand, hard hat, going down into the earth to dig up coal are men, okay? Cool. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, well, let's not act we like we, we have to get rid society. of all, well, like we don't need them. And then there's a certain amount of that that – if we soften those men too much, then we won't have what's required for us to have in the world. And so I think that she's trying to kind of voice that. And I do agree with the idea that women are more social than men. They just are. It's not that men aren't social, but no, it's true. Men are more social, naturally have more words. They're more articulate. If you look at hunter gatherer societies, mind you now we're talking about prehistoric time, but still, in hunter-gatherer societies, women are together. 
They're gathering. They're doing agriculture. They're taking care of their children. They're planting. Mm -hmm. They're reaping. They're kneading. They're cleaning. They're doing it all together. They're talking with each other, mm -hmm. okay? They're an integral part of tribal culture. They're definitely doing that work, and they get to do it together. Yeah. The men are out hunting, yeah. and in the hunting, you, you got to be, be quiet. quiet. <laughs> you can't be in there like, so how's, how's everything going with you, Greg? Well, first of all, you have to understand, <laughs> it's really hot. I'm kind of hot today. No, everybody's got to be like, we'll be like, shh, Nick, be quiet. We're trying to kill an antelope over here. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get it. Definitely, get it. men can definitely be more I hear, I hear that point. less words, and you know, but, yeah. I don't. You think there are more men who are introverts than women who are introverts? Uh, I don't think so. I think there are men who are that isn't that doesn't take away from your point. Sure. But right. you know what I think is interesting though, and then I actually have a question that we got um, last week that we didn't get to that actually kind of works perfectly segueing from this conversation. Okay, great. But just one quick thought I had and I think you'll agree it's like I think what ends up happening though with social media is because my first thought with this girl on TikTok was like she's saying this is so extreme for the clout and I think sometimes the extreme perspective that's way outlandish for people to be like what is the point of why they want to say it that way because that inevitably gets them more views sometimes right, it gets right. them more clicks it gets right. them more you know, clickbait. And unfortunately, like, I think there are women who are like, hey, like, speaking up against toxic femininity. There sure. are, but they probably are just not being as extreme about it as, say, someone like the girl we saw on TikTok. But, yeah. Okay, what's anyway. the question? Okay, so, <clears throat> let us get into the questions, everyone. You try I'm gonna, to I'm gonna take move this the... all the way over here. <laughs> Because okay. I want to be able to, I want to be able to turn it around. You know what I'm saying? I want people to be able to Do see. Do your thing, you, man. You know when you're talking. You know what I'm saying? Sure thing. I want my the TikTok <clears throat> audience. Can you see yourself? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So let's turn it back and forth. Let's All go. All right. Cool. So okay. So we got a question like last week that says, <clears throat> "PA, I'm confused. I've been dating my girlfriend for about seven months now." And she keeps asking me about the promotion I'm going for at work. She's concerned I'm not being aggressive enough or, quote, man enough. But then she complains that she hasn't seen me cry before or get emotional before or get vulnerable enough with her. I feel like I just can't win, and I'm just trying to be myself. What do I do? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, this is, this is the issue. This yeah. is exactly what, what we're, we're talking, talking about. about. We're talking about, okay, what are men supposed to do? How are they supposed to be? Yeah. It's like we've moved the line. You can't have it's, your cake and eat it too. You want your thing. cake and eat it too. Yeah. So you want to do, you want him to be hardcore, masculine, gangster enough to go in there, make his argument, make his point, be insensitive to who else yeah. is going for the position or who else is there. Don't take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. We want that. And at the same time, we want this guy to also cry in front of us and, and you know, nurse babies and change poopy diapers and let you drive and at the same Wait. time step up. <laughs> what? Yeah, like I'm driving down the street and I see some some guy sitting in the back with the baby in the baby car, car seat and the woman is driving in the front and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. It's a, new, it's a newborn baby. I'm like... We're at the red light. I'm like, why is she driving? And he's in the back with a newborn baby. This is the pressure. Like he's men are not as nurturing as women. 
So it's kind of like he. I'm not saying women can't drive, but you know, if there's if you if you're a single mama, believe me, there are single women who are like, oh, I wish somebody would drive. Yeah. Right. I I wish somebody would, could drive me. I don't want to do all the driving. But here you got a couple, right? And now women want to now be like, no, I'm going to drive. And I'm just, it's like, well, hey, hey, hey. you just had a baby. <laughs> like, can you get in the back and feed this baby if he cries? I'll get us home. It's like we want too much from men right now. And I, and I understand why. Because women want to be, women are saying, well, we can be versatile. We can be broad. We can do a bunch of different things. There's an argument as to whether or not that's true or not. Okay, there's there's some broadness, but the other challenge of it is that it's difficult to make men broad. Men are not this broad. Men are not this wide. Men are not this deep. And by doing it, we're breaking men is what yeah. we're doing. Okay. And we're making men something that they're not. Mm -hmm. And we're pushing them. We're forcing them. Like we were talking off camera about how... You know, right now there's like, and this is a part of her point too, is that like, you can't, like no one wants to hear what men's standards are. So you sit down with a woman and say, okay, what are you looking for in a man? And she can go right down on the list talking about height, talking about job, talking about earning, talking about money, mm -hmm. talking about all this stuff. But if a guy says, well, I want this mm -hmm. or I want that, there's this backlash of anger against a guy if he wants a woman who weighs a certain amount or you know is under a certain weight or is a certain age or there's just this this mad thing at him for actually having a criteria around because women want to be like no well, all women are beautiful and I'm like no that's true like you are beautiful like God created you you know awesome you know great but you better be beautiful to that dude who's got to see you every day. Like, don't force the guy mm -hmm. to say you're beautiful if you're not beautiful to him. Men are very visual, mm -hmm. and so they're attracted to what they're attracted to. And for whatever reason, it's okay for women to have a type, but if guys have a type, women feel judged or squished or smushed into this thing. They feel pressurized. And it's just a big part of the challenge mm -hmm. that everybody's dealing with. And so my advice to yeah, that dude is yeah. let that girl go. You, you, you can't be with a woman who doesn't really love you for you. She's got to just be into you. She just has to feel like you are just the thing to do. She just, she has to, I, I don't really know if a woman can, if a woman's trying to change you too much, she's trying to be your mother. And inevitably you're going to get tired of that. You're not going to want to sleep with your mother. You know, the whole notion of, oh, well, this woman was a mentor to me. That's something punks say. That's something guys who don't have fathers say. That's something guys who don't have coaches say. Hey, gentlemen, you don't have to have a woman doesn't have to shape you. A woman doesn't have to make you better. You can find men to make you better. Yeah. And the reason why you want women to make you better is because you've only had women making you better. You was grazed with just your mama and your aunties and your grandma and then your nursery school teacher and then your preschool teacher. And you've been so feminized that now a conversation with a real man like this who might look at you and be like, dude, you don't work. 
it's going to be too hard for you. And so you're shying away from male energy and you have to be careful. Too much femininity will wreck your masculinity. It's just a fact. If all of a sudden you start putting too much estrogen in a man, it's going to mess him up. Too much testosterone in a woman, it's going to mess her up. And in the exact same way, if you, you have to be careful, believe me, I've been in relationships with women for a long, long time, okay? I got all these women around me. You have to push, you have to fight against too much femininity in your mind. It will jack you up. You need dudes. You need to go out with some guys. You need to go to a sports bar, bump chest with a dude. You need to have a friend who's a guy. You need a mentor who's a man. You need to fight. If you're a man, you need to be made by men. Men aren't made by women. Men are made by men. Iron sharpens iron. You need dudes to make you. And if you're looking for your woman to make you, bruh, something is horribly wrong. If your woman is the person who holds you to a standard and she helped me get myself together, bruh, shame on you. Go out there, find a man that you can, that you can admire, that will mentor you, that don't need you, that can coach you and speak into your life. And don't complain when he says something hard to you and you'll get exactly what you need. That's good. I agree. Um, cool. Actually, so there was another question um, that we had that I thought was really interesting. I think it's different than the things we, the questions that usually get. Um, and so I'll just, I'll just ask it. So it says, this guy says, I have a longtime friend that I still have. Um, I have a longtime friend, childhood friend that we're still friends now, basically. Um, but over the pandemic, I got married, but I didn't tell him about it because he has an autoimmune issue and I didn't want to compromise him at the wedding. Um, he also isn't friends. Sorry, I'm trying to kind of paraphrase. He's not friends, I guess, with his friend isn't friends with all the other friends. So he thought maybe he wouldn't, you know, get along, like maybe not get along or something. So he's explaining his thought process. Um, but now it's, it's at the point where he doesn't even know that she exists. And I know it would hurt him. Um, so I haven't told him, but now I feel bad about it. I don't know what to do at this point. What's your advice, kind of? <laughs> See, this is just making my point. <laughs> exactly. That's why I asked it. This is making my point. <laughs> it felt like it went my, right my, It's making my point that we are... We are starting to make everybody too much in the middle. Like, that's going to be a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, men and women are different. Viva la difference. Okay? Thank heaven for little girls. Even if you think it's a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. You, you, want, you want there to be some difference. Right now, we are judging this. This guy's judging his male friend like, it, this is very feminine thinking. Yeah. It was feminine thinking not to tell him mm -hmm. because it's like, yo, he's a man. You're a man. If he has an autoimmune dis uh, disorder deficiency and he wants to come and risk his health to be at your wedding, yo, that's his business. That's his decision. That's his decision. He's a man. Now you're trying to think for him because you think he's going to be sensitive or he's going to have his feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. Now you married to somebody. Your boy don't know if this is your boy. Male communication and interaction is more harsh than this. It's just more real. We can't overly soften it 
we're going to mess it up. Women are the ones who are sensitive with each other. Their friendships are different. That's great. Nobody's trying to change that. Nobody's trying to make women talk like men. But don't try to make men talk like women either. If you're a dude and, you're, and you've gained weight, your boy will be like, uh, dude, eating food, bruh. Like, if you oh show up and you're whack, you look whack, you, you're, you look crazy, your boys will be like, dude, you look crazy. They don't care. Whereas women will lie to each other, be like, okay, girl. And later on, so y'all are like, what that. did she have on? <laughs> you might be like, okay, she needs some shoes. Y'all will say that to each other, but you won't say that to her. Dudes will be like, dude, go back upstairs. Yo, you cannot go out with us like that. Go change, bro. There's no way. There's a certain amount of honesty that happens in male interactions with each other. And we have to be okay with that. Yeah. That can't be a horrible thing. And I think that we're pressuring men to make decisions like women or pressuring men to have a mindset like women. And that's going to be a dangerous thing. No shade men against women. It's great for women to be that way. This dude needs to sit his boy down and be like, dude, you know what? I got married. I didn't want to invite you because I didn't want you to feel like you had to come and get sick. But dude, my bad. This is this is here. Yeah. Talk to her through the bubble glass. This is Janet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the problem is that this dude, this guy that's asking this question has probably been just raised by women. He's thinking like women. He's, he thinks his dude is like women. He's making this. And I think that there's a benefit to having a, your mom and your sisters. It's going to really help you when it's time to communicate with women. You're going to be like, okay, I, I can be sensitive. Mm -hmm. But it can put you out of your league when you're having an interaction or a conversation with men, especially men who are real men, who are like, well, dude, why don't you just say something? I would be offended that you would think I would be offended. Yep. I'd be like, dude, you could have told me. I, yeah. yeah, what's her name? Hey, you're taking this way too serious. Hey, how you doing? Okay, so hey, Stacey. you think you should just go ahead and tell him? Yeah. Like, just bite the bullet. Just bite the bullet. Stop yeah. being a punk. Just call him up and be like, bro, I, I don't know why I didn't tell you this. I, you know, yeah. I didn't want I didn't want to make you feel like you had to come, but I got married, man. And my bad, dude. But her name is Stacy. Let's get over it. If the dude's... If, if he's if, upset, that says something. If he's a brother that's born for adversity, it's really your yeah. boy. He might be like, dude, you could have called me, but okay, whatever. What's her name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're not friends with each other. So what? Right. Right. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Yeah, I think that's tough because I think I, as a as a girl, was reading that like, oh my God, like, what's he going to do? Right. <laughs> what's he going to do? Why did he do that? Like... He's going to, his feelings are going to be so hurt. But you, what you said is, is very true. Like, I think we have to come to grips with the truth that women, women are deeper than men. Mm -hmm. Now, I know, I, I know we can, can almost. Be, can be deeper than No, no, no. Not can be. <laughs> <laughs> See, there it is. Try to give. There it is. There it is right there. Try to give some wiggle room. There it is. Listen. Just like some men can't. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just, let me just get my thoughts. Then my thought across. Hold on, beyond the pulpit. <laughs> my perspective. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I just think like like for instance with you, it's like yes, the average man doesn't talk as much, but you're not average. You sure. probably talk just as much as mom. You know what I mean? So I would say sure. Like and uh, the average man doesn't think as deep, but you do. Sure. You do think deeper. 
You know what I mean? So that's why I say like, hey, you know, I think there is a spectrum. You can't just be like, all women are like this, all men are like that, because there are definitely exceptions. I think there's people that are different. That's all. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm not saying there aren't exceptions, okay, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that statistically, no, and sure, even if yeah. you apply that to me, sure, yeah, I'm. I mean, I have this communication mouth, intellectual connection. Sure, you know, I do have words. Although, to be honest, and you know this, because even today, like people who know me, I was like, yeah, I can't talk a lot today because mm -hmm. I talked a lot yesterday. Mm -hmm. Sunday, I talked a lot. And you know, when after on a Sunday, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of quiet afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And even today, people that were calling me today, I kind of was like, I can't, I can't talk as much today because I have a show tonight. And if I talk too much, then I won't be this effluvious it won't be this, you know. So I need to save my words. But even with that being said, at the end of the day, I'm still not as deep as women. Not even close. The average woman who loses her husband never remarries. The average man who loses his wife remarries in less than two years. It's just a fact. Men just aren't as deep. Yeah. Women's connections and relationships with each other are deeper. It's absolutely possible for two girls who are friends, who are best friends, to bring their men to something. It's easy. Guys can connect on a very surface level. Hey, what football team do you like? It's real easy. Even if we don't like each other that much, we can be around each other some. Yeah. I mean, I have to really hate it. Like, I don't like that dude. That's different. Mm -hmm. But mostly, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, tell her, bring her dude. Hey, what's up? Y'all, hey, how you doing, man? What do you do? All oh, right, cool. It's real simple. You know, whereas if women don't like each other, yo, that's it. Yeah. If you and your boy have women and y'all, the women don't like each other, y'all are not going to, the four of you can't be together. Mm -hmm. It's just women are going to connect on a deeper level. Their relationships are deeper. Women are deeper. They love deeper. They love on a whole nother level than men. It's just a whole nother perspective. I'm sorry, ladies. I know you just want us to love like women love. We don't love like women love. It's why, for everyone who believes in the Bible, it's why they the, the Bible says to love your, love your wife because it knows that that's what you have a problem doing. <laughs> <laughs> the hard thing for the dude is the love. The Bible's like, yeah, love her. And, and guys are like, oh my God, I love this chick. And he's like, yeah, and love her like Christ loves the church. It's like, what? Like sacrificially? Are you crazy? What? <laughs> what? That's so hard for a guy. Guys are like, what's the Bible tell women to do? It's like, wives, submit. Women are like, ah, 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 ah. Submission is a cuss word. You just cussed. I can cuss all I want, you big submit. Women, because women wow. always think they got something better. They always got a better idea. They always, yeah. they always want to figure it out. Yeah, I know. Can we do it that way? But, mm -hmm. I mean, we could have pizza or we could have pizza with fries. It's like they can't just be like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's very, very difficult for women to be like, yeah, you got it. If you give your woman a direct order, you got to be careful with that. If you say to her, I need order, you. Like, uh huh. Uh huh. You hear that? <laughs> hear that? <laughs> See that? If you, you have say, to say order, can I you need, be like request. Hey, 
I need some eggs. Like, you better be careful. Just like, I, it has to be like, um, can you make, feel like, can you make me some eggs? You have to make a request. It's very difficult. But why? The hard thing for women to do is submit. That's why the Bible tells men submit easy. It's not hard for men to submit. Mm -hmm. Men submit to the coach. Men in the army, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, Joe Sergeant. Like that's, that's not as hard. It's like, well, who's in charge? Men are the ones who want org charts. That's men. Well, what is the role of, what is the line of who can tell who what? Yeah. Okay. Women are the ones who are kind of like, I mean, I know you're the supervisor, but. <laughs> so, so my point is, is that, right. sorry, men don't love like women do. Dudes, stop faking it. Stop acting like, oh, you love so deep. You can't keep that up. My daddy taught me, don't start something you can't keep doing. You're going to open doors. You have to open doors forever. Don't open doors if you can't keep opening doors. You, if you're going to open her car door every time. Oh, my God. My phone's going through it tonight. Because of that pillow. Yeah. Sorry, TikTok Live. If you're going to open her. Sorry. My bad. Our bad. Good God. If you're going to open her car door. Got to keep it up. You're going to start opening her car door. You're going to have to always open her car door. Yeah. And if you know in the winter, you're going to be like. <laughs> 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 so in the same way, if dudes be starting off way too strong. Yeah. And you got to be more honest and more realistic. You are right. a man. You're not a girl. Yep. So. Yeah. Good. I agree. Once again. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is, um, I like this one. It's, it's, it's more, um, it's, it's tough. It's definitely tough. So my husband and I haven't been getting along for a while. I've been battling with severe anxiety and depression, and I don't think I handled things correctly. Plus, my husband has been growing tired of me and asked for a divorce. I don't want to divorce, but I can't seem to get through to him. Long story short, how do I get a man to seek help if if he doesn't? How do I get a man to seek help if he doesn't want it? Wait, so I don't know if she maybe if. No, I understand her you understand question. Your question. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I understand her question. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So let's get this straight. Basically. You had a man and you messed it up. This is why my... I see. I don't think I've handled things correctly. Yes. My I book see, was called... Gosh, I'm looking for it. I don't see it. My original... Hand, hand me that. My original relationship book mm -hmm. was called Handle with Care. Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> my marriage book. It's not my dating book. It's my marriage book. Handle with Care. Okay? I, I ended up changing it to a real love marriage because handle with care just seemed to be too complicated for people to understand. And that's is what I, the reason why I had with this, like a package, like fragile on here is because I, in essence, my point was, was divorce is going to save it all. It's not a popular notion, but divorce is going to be the thing that saves marriage. Wow. Wait. Okay. That was my point. 
expound upon this. The, this was when the divorce stats was first coming out, and it was 60% and all of that. And I was kind of like, everybody just needs to sit tight. This is going to be the saving grace. Because one of the things that we did, especially in the church world, and everybody's not a church person, but one of the mistakes that we made is we tried to sell everybody on something called unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Okay? And my point was, was that unconditional love is not romantic okay unconditional love is distant unconditional love is not intimate mm -hmm. very easy for me to love i can right now say i love everybody that's on here and if you share this video with a friend or you tell somebody hey this beyond the pulpit with andy thompson is a great show his daughter kayla's beautiful mm -hmm. if you do that we'll be like we love you just like everybody on instagram is like hi family Right. That's a very general whole world. You love them. Mm -hmm. Right. That means you have no conditions for them. Right. Okay. That's unconditional love. But the minute we become intimate with each other, there have to be conditions. And if there aren't conditions, if we continually violate each other's conditions, inevitably we won't be together. Right. But if you come together with this, oh, well, I can do whatever I want because you're scared you're going to go to hell. Or I, it's like people wanted, want me as a pastor to make people feel guilty or make people feel like they have to stay together. And when I was counseling, when I was, I would sit down with people and I'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't do that. I can't tell somebody to be with somebody. I, that's not, I'm not, if you are expecting me to use the Bible to make someone feel guilty about staying with you and you're not good, you, you have another thing coming. So, in essence, what I was saying was, yeah, you're going to have to handle it with care. Right. right. You're going to have to be conscious of it. You're going to have to handle your crazy. And if you have anxiety issues and depression issues, then you're going to have to get that stuff handled. You're because you're, you're you're you may not be able to keep someone. I know it's for better, for worse, richer, for poorer, but sickness and in health. But if you really care about a guy, then why would you bring him into your depressed insanity go get healthy mm -hmm. go take care of yourself mm -hmm. the same is true with sexual issues oh well i was molested or raped or hurt or, yo i got you that's horrible like i don't want to act like i have no compassion for you but go go see a therapist go get counsel go get help go handle that go deal with that and then when you're healthy now introduce a partner into you as a healthy person. Don't doom someone to years of your dysfunction as a result of what happened to you just because you have to have somebody. Hmm. It, sure, don't just think about what you should have. Think about what you're going to give. What are you going to bring? Right. So you're, you've got anxiety. You've got depression. They're so debilitating that now the guy is just done with you and you're, you want to know what can you do to get him to, 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 to get help. He's not the one that needs help. You, you're the one that needs help. Right. And yo, he loved, he married you for some reason. There must've been something he loved about you. So the best thing you can do is go get help. Right. Go get better, change, mm -hmm. grow, be a better version of yourself. And even if he ends up divorcing you, I don't know. But if, if you love somebody, set them free. And if they really are meant to be with you, then be a new you. Mm -hmm. Because he's done with this version of you. Mm -hmm. 
He's done. He's like, I don't want to be with this person anymore. So you have to kill that person. That, that person has to die. And if you're a Christian, you're watching this, this is the foundation of Christianity. So everybody ought to be all right with it. Yeah. Because baptism symbolizes death and resurrection. Right. Okay? This is one of the things that makes Christianity so dope. Because in something like Hinduism, I mean, you just have to accept your fate and hope to have good karma. The only way you can die and be resurrected is to literally die and be reincarnated in some, as something else. That's why I would... I'm. We're talking about Christianity all day long because Christianity has a a start over, begin again. I now I'm in Christ and I'm a new creation. Right. So go get a counselor and be a new creation. Go and come back. One of the most frustrating things I'm sure for people is they break up with someone and then all of a sudden that person starts dressing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> all of a sudden they're going to the gym. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so you're going to be in gym shape now. in revenge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Revenge this, revenge you're going to get a revenge body. body. But when you were with me, you was eating cake every day. <laughs> it's Not like, be the best you. Yeah. I say this to women. I say this to men. But definitely to women, sisters, daughters, listen to me. Find a dope picture of yourself. Don't compare yourself to anybody else but yourself. Get your high school cheerleader body picture out, put it on your refrigerator, and every time you're about to eat something, take a look at that picture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and get back to who you are. You can get back. Yeah, no, totally. Believe in yourself. Oh, I had four kids. And mm -hmm. you can get back. It's diet and exercise, and it'll be a better you. Do it for you and be a healthy you. But sometimes a part of... Why there's an energy for men that it's like, well, why would I be married? Is because marriage almost carries with it an expectation that because I love you, I'm going to put up with your dysfunction forever and you can do no wrong. And unfortunately, that's just not the case any longer. Yeah. And it's no longer accepted. And I think it's going to be the thing that's going to save marriage. Because I think mm -hmm. people are going to go into it thinking like, yeah, he's not, he may not necessarily stay with me. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to act right. She may not necessarily stay with me. So I got to act right. I, I'm not, I can't wake up and be like, oh, my God, they left me. No, I need to be aware of it. I have to handle it with care Yeah. because it's not guaranteed. Yeah. When our grandparents said I do, they meant forever. When our parents, my parents said I do, they meant forever. Today, when we say I do, we mean as long as you act right. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't act right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's true. I think. To me, it's like, well, what's what's the point anymore? I thought the point was that we, you know, I love you. And I think a part of me loving this other person is giving them those things that they need. And if I can't operate well to give that person the things they need, whether emo it's emotionally or physically or whatever, then I'm no longer like active in that loving you. So it can't be. Well, whatever I go, whatever I do goes, it has to go because it's you just should love me. Like right. I don't think that's fair. I think that's very, that's just not logical. So right, and if I, I love agree. you, right, then I'm trying to give you. Yeah. So love is in the giving; it's not in the getting. Exactly. So if I love you, then what I want to do is give you the best me. Right. 
So I need to work on me to try to be the best me Mm -hmm. so I can give you the best me. Mm -hmm. And you work on you so you can give me the best you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the only way it works is that both people have to be committed to go above and beyond. The minute somebody says enough, the relationship is in danger. There's almost nothing more dangerous to a relationship like the word enough. Hmm. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good enough. It wasn't good enough. Isn't that good enough? You just want, you never, it's, nothing's ever good enough. You just want to, yeah, you're right. I want, I don't want what's enough. I want the best. Give me the best. And I'll give you my best and you give me your best. But the minute somebody says, yeah, that's enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you any more than that. Then you make me say, oh, then it's enough for me too. Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to give you the best of me either. Mm -hmm. And that's for men and women Mm -hmm. for both. So, yes. Um, so, okay. Here's a kind of a shorter, it's not like a whole situation. It's just kind of like flat out question is having a big ego a negative or a positive trait. I think, People need to understand logistically. Why don't you move that pillow? Because it keeps like getting ready to knock this thing over. I think people need to understand the difference between confidence and arrogance. Mm -hmm. Arrogance is a belief that you can do no wrong. You're above the law. You're above reproach. Arrogance is a belief that you can do things. Pride and arrogance is a belief is a belief that you can do things you can't even do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And very often ego is connected to a mania. When we say ego, okay, the connotation of ego is pride and arrogance. Mm-hmm. I think the denotation of a word is different than the connotation of a word. I'm not to give an English lesson, but mm-hmm. there's the denotation, which is what it actually means. And then there's the connotation, which is what it's come to mean. Okay. Ego is a part of, for all of you psych minors and majors in the room, you know, you've got your id, your ego, and your super ego. So it's just a part of your ego is a part of your regular function mentally you you can't survive mentally without a certain amount of ego Mm -hmm. that's the denotation but the connotation of ego is you're an egomaniac Mm -hmm. and you've you've got this perspective that's unhealthy because there there are things that do require confidence you can't be in the NBA if you're not confident. You can't be in the NFL if you're not confident. You can't be a fighter if you're not confident. You can't be CEO if you're if you're not confident. You can't do this. Yeah. If you're not confident. Yeah. You can't do what somebody like I do if if you're not confident. You can't. Now sometimes people will be like, "Oh yeah, I don't like him. He's arrogant." Well, arrogance is is not always arrogance. It's sometimes it's confidence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the people that call confidence arrogance are the people who are the least confident so now since they can't recognize confidences they don't have any they want to throw off on confidence and call it arrogance Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not necessarily arrogance it's just confidence and it takes confidence 
to go for that job. It takes confidence to start your own business. It takes confidence to be a leader. It takes confidence to stand on the stage and speak to millions of people. It takes confidence to run for president. It takes confidence to run for governor. It takes confidence to lose weight. It takes confidence to marry. It takes confidence to have a baby. It takes confidence. And we have to be careful that we don't attack ego so much that we create a generation and a society and a culture of people that have no confidence because everybody's afraid to just speak up and say what they actually feel because they're afraid of coming off overly confident, which inevitably becomes egotistical. But understand everything isn't ego. Yeah. In a, in a negative connotation of ego. Some things are, well, this is this person knowing who they are and they're confident as a result of it. I'm 53 years old. I look. I know I don't look. I'm going to be 54 in a couple of weeks. And at this age, there is good about me and there is bad about me. And I have come to fully embrace it. Yeah. And I had to embrace the dark side of me so that I could sleep. Hmm. I went through a period where I had anxiety and I couldn't rest and I couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the reason why I couldn't rest was because I couldn't uh, I couldn't accept the part of me that wasn't always so good. Mm, wow. And this is some of the issue that people have with Christianity is that Christianity holds out a standard of perfection that most people can't live up to. And there's a whole lot of people that have been greatly impacted negatively when it comes to depression and anxiety, simply as a result of a standard of Christianity or holiness or righteous living that they can't attain to. And now they live in a guilt world forever. And the truth of the matter is that his grace is sufficient. Yeah. And so we're all walking this fine line of, of confidence and humility and faith and fear mm -hmm. it's a fine line yeah um but when i came to grips with the reality of me and decided to fully embrace the positive of even the part of me that may not necessarily be popular but to to win the positive of it because mm -hmm. you can just sit here and pick everybody apart forever right we can sit here right now and be like, oh, LeBron James needs to be a better shooter. Mm -hmm. LeBron James, the shooting percentage has gone up every single year of his career. He has worked on being a better shooter. But at the end of the day, he's 6'9", 240. If the lane is open, drive to the lane and dunk it. Right. right. He has a game-winning shot and the lane is open. He's got to go take that dunk. Right. If he takes the three and misses it, people are going to be like, why did he shoot the three? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he drive to the lane? You're six nine, LeBron. You're fast. You're two fifty. You jump over everybody. Drive to the lane and dunk it. Right. Steph Curry's in that exact same situation. The rules are totally different. Mm. Steph Curry has a wide open three to win the game and decides to drive the lane and get blocked. They're going to be critical of why didn't he shoot the three? Right. Because Steph Curry is a totally different player than LeBron James. Mm -hmm. They're both MVPs, mm -hmm. but they're different players with different skills. We make everybody think they have to be the same. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel, realized that I had to be the best Steph Curry or the best LeBron or whatever I am. This definitely happened in the Christian world, definitely happened in the church world. We want to make everybody think there's only one way to get it done, but that's just not the case. And you got to build a team that's best suited for your gifts and your abilities, good or bad. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Good or bad. I'm not necessarily the most, maybe I'm not the most people-y person, but that's okay. Now I need to build a team that's built on that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like knowing yourself and yeah, I think that's good. I Polonius think- said to his son, Laertes, yeah. to thine own self be true. Mm. Like you, it's, you have to be true to yourself. Yeah. And at some point you have to come to grips with the truth that is you and the reality that is you and who you really are. Yeah. And if not, you, I don't know if you ever will really be successful. Mm-hmm. And you can look at other people and you can admire their gifting. Mm-hmm. What, we all know my son, Manny Arango, brilliant, s- yeah. schooled, educated. He is the most extrovert of extrovert, people person <laughs> of people person, Never. okay? He meets somebody and in 10 minutes, they are best buddies. Let's yeah. go get coffee. Yep. Let's hang out. Let's spend time with each other. I love that about Manny. I'm just not like that. Yeah. My best friend, Chris Hill, is that exact same way. Mm-hmm. Chris Hill is a networking genius. Right. Okay? Everybody loves Chris. <laughs> Everybody hates Chris? No. Everybody <laughs> loves Chris. Wow. I have friends of it that way. Okay? Chris Hill, Robbie Davis. Yeah. Everybody loves Robbie Davis. Yeah. People let me into stuff because I'm with him. <laughs> People let me into stuff because I'm with Chris. Yeah. Okay. Now, I admire that in Chris, mm-hmm. but that's not me, but that's okay. Right. That's all right. I admire that in Manny, but that's okay. I My, my father's that way. Mm-hmm. I admire that. A part of the challenge with me and my father, even when it came to business, was he's trying to make me wear his armor to fight my giants. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that. I can't build a staff based on his strengths. Right. I have to build a staff based on mine. Mm-hmm. So I got to surround myself with warm and fuzzy people <laughs> because I'm, I'm a public, public person and an extremely private, private person. Yeah, you're an introvert. It's okay. Manny wants to walk off the introvert. stage and go eat with everybody for 80 hours. <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. Like, I don't mind going out to eat. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I don't feel like it. How long are we going to? How long, <laughs> how long is, are we here for? How long are we going to eat? Okay. <laughs> like, I, if I'm going to do that, like, I can't have people around me that I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm about to go on this hunting trip or whatever and. Manny heard about it and he's like, can I go? And I'm like, no, Manny, you can't go. Because if Manny's with me, I'm just going to talk to him. Right. right. And I need to stretch out. I need to get, I need yeah. to be in, out of my comfort zone. And I need, there's a bunch of guys there I want to get to know. And I, mm-hmm. the only way I'm going to do that is that there's nobody there that I know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have to embrace that about myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's who I am. And I have to know that and be true to me mm-hmm. and build a world that can help me be successful. Yeah. Whereas if I bring Manny, I'm just going to talk to Manny. Yeah. If Johnny's there, I'm just going to talk to Johnny. If Josh is there, I'm just going to talk to Josh. Morgan's there, I'll only talk to Morgan. <laughs> you know, because I Morgan thinks like me. Morgan's like, oh, so let's, let's have a conversation. So I'm just like, <laughs> I will talk to Morgan all day long. Morgan and I are so much alike, it'll yeah, be like, yeah, yeah well, what, what did you say? I'm like, well, what did you say? Well, I, Whereas, I can't, you guys. If I'm going to talk to somebody else, I can't be, yeah. Morgan he can't be there. Yeah, but I think that's a good point that you bring up, because I like the question is, definitely alluding to maybe this person feels like, yeah, they are more confident. And so they're trying to understand like knowing themselves and writing that line of like, okay, I know this is about myself. So let me now operate and make sure that I'm checking myself about it. Cause like, like the introvert analogy, it's like, okay, well if I were to 
only hang out with Manny or only hang out for me. If I, if I go, if I'm going somewhere and and Amanda and Tia are with me, I'm only going to spend time with them and not make new friends. And so let's like know ourselves and, and operate moving forward. And what's interesting is that we actually just got a new question. I, I, I've been wondering this for a long time and it kind of relates to every question tonight. It's just relating to We're the flowing. Event. It's such a good flow. Beyond the pulpit, boy. Come on. It's such a good flow. So I've been curious about your thoughts, Dad, about this for a long time because I don't really know how to think when it comes to this topic. Um, so anyway, um, basically it's regarding like Christian's perspective in terms of like horoscopes. And knowing your horoscope and checking your horoscope and reading it and like abiding by it or like believing in, oh, I'm a, for instance, I'm a Gemini. And why are you holding this? Oh, because I'm Muhammad Ali. I'm the greatest, but go ahead. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm made for this question. Made for this question. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, what does like reading your horoscope do kind of to your worldview um, in specifically as a Christian? But yeah, cause I, I have thoughts kind of, but yeah, let's, what do you have to say about this? I mean, I think that this is a question that's, it's really a question of this age. And I think we all have to be careful about, you know, the concept of the thoughts of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. There's mm-hmm. the wisdom of this age. There's always a bit of a, of a battle between the wisdom of this age versus, versus biblical wisdom or ancient wisdom or, you know, so there's, a, there's always a fine line. I think that, you know, a part of what is wonderful about this generation is the tolerance of it. Mm-hmm. The, the argument against being intolerant has made the world way more wide open. Mm-hmm. So like for someone like me, to want to have a show like this and call it Beyond the Pulpit where I can sit here and talk about stuff that's beyond just Christianity is more amenable in a world like today. Because right now, this the generation that watches this kind of stuff is way more open to people being diverse in their thought and their perspectives. Mm-hmm. Whereas in my day, it was way more black and white. Mm-hmm. So like if you were a Christian, then you were like, your, your your horoscopes are horrible. Yeah, they're terrible. They're not Witch, something to do. Witchcraft. It's witchcraft. It's yeah. demonic. It's the it's the it's the worst thing, and you are born under the sign of the cross, and that was kind of how we were taught to be. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas today's you know young Christian is just kind of like oh yeah I go to church and then I have my crystals and I I do think you have to be careful just kind of mixing it all together because mm-hmm. I think that you know too many chefs spoil the soup. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you you need to kind of have a, an idea or concept of a belief system that you do carry yeah. along with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I will say this. I think that when it comes to any of it, the challenge of even accepting yourself, taking a personality profile and getting a glimpse into what your personality is. It's always dangerous if it creates an excuse for you to just be like, Oh, well I'm an introvert. So I don't want to be with anybody. Like we just finished talking about the weaknesses of our personality and how, well, if I'm an introvert, then I don't need Manny to be there with me because I love Manny. He's my son in whom I'm well pleased Mm -hmm. and I'll only want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. So I can't bring him because I understand that that's a weakness of my personality. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think that there's a danger in being like, oh, well, I'm born under this sign. And so yeah, that's, that's, what I am. I am. that's what I and am. That's what I am. And I can't be with a Sagittarius because yeah. Sagittarius, and it's just like, it starts going way too it, it's far just, for me sometimes. It's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, that it, it, we're, we're just going way too far with it. And even if somebody wanted to get on here and argue with me and battle me around, oh, when you came through the earth at the planets and the sun and the time you were born and came here, it does have an impact. Even if I'm not, I don't necessarily have to argue or fight against it. I'm open enough to be like, I mean, I hear you. Yeah. But even with that being the case, we know in part and we prophesy in part. This is even true with, with Christianity. We know in part. And we prophesy in part. That, that's what First Corinthians chapter. I just let's not overly talk, but it's the idea is is that our knowledge is partial. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things for anybody to watch is wherever you may be about religion. I don't know, but just understand your knowledge is partial. What you think you know right now is not complete. Yeah. It's it's impartial. It's partial. Okay. It's not full. You know in part, mm -hmm. okay? And like even for me, someone like me at this age, I'm so much more careful mm -hmm. to speak on stuff like this because I know things today that I didn't know yesterday and my mind has changed on stuff. Mm -hmm. So the more you know, the more you realize what you don't know and the older you get, the more you realize what you thought you knew you didn't know mm -hmm. and your experience changes you and you continue to grow. And if you stop growing, then you're dead. Mm -hmm. So, but what's more is I realize that my knowledge is partial. So I got to seek something higher than myself for knowledge, mm -hmm. but so is prophecy. We know in part and we prophesy in part. And it's a mistake for anybody to feel like prophecy is overly exact. Mm -hmm. Every prophecy is partial and every knowledge is partial. And so, yeah. you know, even when it comes to Christianity. Yeah, no, it's true. I think the issue on both ends, you don't have to keep turning the camera down. I think it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I think it's good to do. Okay. Um... <laughs> I think the issue on both ends and like with horoscopes or what you just said with Christianity and prophecy, it's like we have this desire to like, we have to know, we have to have things figured out. Right. And even with each other, like I didn't tell you this, this is sidebar story, but maybe I'll just, you know, sharing time. Um, when I was living in LA, like I went, I, I met this guy and I went out on a date with him and we like at the end of the day, it was it was we had a cool time. It was great. When at the end of the date, he was like, "So you you're you're a Gemini." Like we told each other birthdays. He was like, "You're a Gemini," and I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Yeah, you don't really act like a Gemini at all." And I was like, "Oh, really?" Like, okay. And he started telling me the traits, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's really nothing like me." Um, and he was like, "Yeah, that's kind of like like I don't really know. Like that's weird that you're not like your sign." Like he was it was like he was kind of joking, but it was like he was so. I guess he was just so into horoscopes. I didn't realize that he was like unsettled by the fact that I was like, he couldn't like, right. I don't know. And I'm just like, really? And he never really talked to me again. I'm not saying that was the reason, but sure. it just was like, this conversation is making me think like, is it really that serious? Because you realize that you're a cancer and a Gemini can't date with a right. whatever. Right. And it's like, it just starts to be like, okay, we don't always have to have things so pegged down and figured out and like maybe things just how, just how 
you know, in a lot of things in the world, people want there to be a gray area. We, yeah, there's a gray area. Like we have to, right. I don't know. So it's just, I think there's an, ex- there's an exactness that people even require of Christianity that I'm kind of like, I don't know if you really are even reading the Bible or even really yeah. aware because, you know, even, you know, the, even the discussions was kind of like, well, don't be so sure. Let him who stands yeah. take heed lest he fall. So it's kind of like there's an undefined, you know, uh, area that we're not comfortable in. Yeah, even even Christians aren't comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. We want something exact. We want to know. And if somebody says, yeah, well, you're not going to know that. Well, it's not for you to know the dates or times. Right. It's kind of like, oh, that, was, that can't be the case. Somebody's got to know. And so, you know, we want something very specific. Oh, well, this is what God told me to do. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm not saying God doesn't speak specifically. He does. But most of the time, it's about big stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. God doesn't really care. I did a whole thing on a Sunday, you know, not this, you know, overly, but it's kind of like there's there's God's spirit and there's your spirit. Yeah. So it's it's absolutely possible for your your the real you to be like, yeah, this food's going to this is I'm this is not going to be good. That's not the Holy Spirit doesn't care if you have tacos. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "Oh yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit told me like this the service here is going to be terrible." <laughs> like, no, it's not the Holy Spirit at all. That's your spirit. Yeah. And if you can hear your spirit, you, there's a, and there are people that have that gut feeling, that's their real them. And it has nothing to do with God's spirit necessarily. It's your own spirit can let you know stuff. Um, because clearly, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. there have been times when something's been like, you need to get up out of here. There's yeah. no way this is yeah. going to work. And I, and I, I don't necessarily think that's the whole, I don't think it's God's yeah. spirit. I don't think God's spirit is like, oh my God, this ride is going to be too long. Right, You're not right, going right. to like this ride. I don't, yeah. you know, so yeah. I, 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 you know, I think that, you know, what, what we want an exactness yeah, and we right. end up in a ditch because we don't, we want an exactness. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, okay. So if everyone spoke their mind. Would this world be a better place? If everyone was just like, said everything they thought, I'm going to make it extreme. If everyone said everything they thought, said everything, you know, yeah. Said everything they thought, everything they meant, truly meant. Would it be better? The world be better? I saw this movie years ago called... Oh, I hope I've seen it. What the is Invention it? of Lying. Oh, dang it. I didn't see The it. Invention of Lying. It was starring the the white guy, who's like a British comedian who did The Office in Oh Ricky eight, Gervais. Yep, and it was like, it's like he woke up. It, it was either he lived in a world or he woke up in a world, or all of a sudden something oh. happened to him and he gained the ability to lie. I think I've heard of everybody that. else told the truth all the time. They could only speak the truth. I've heard of this movie. And all of a sudden, he had the ability to lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, and in that world, it was like he, you could walk into a bank and be like, there was no there was no checks and balances. It was like, yes, give me this. You could walk in and be like, yes, I have a million dollars in this bank. And they'd be like, you do? Oh, my gosh. We've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a harsh world. It was a yeah. cruel. 
cruel world in which everyone said exactly what they thought all the time. Um, I think that love requires edits mm -hmm. and care requires edits. And I think anyone who's mature is going to say something in a measured way. It's one of the reasons why I have this beyond the pulpit shows because I want to be able to say things beyond the pulpit that I don't, that I, I feel like I, there's a, there's a certain amount of restrictions and I'm, I'm pretty free in my pulpit because I'm, I'm, I started my church. So I don't, I didn't take over a hundred year old church with a hundred year old theological tradition. Although I was born into a hundred year old theological uh, yeah. um, tradition, but I kind of wanted to break free from it because I felt like it was limiting not just not in its theology as much as in its expression. But my point in that is just to say that there still are limits to what I may express. Right. Um, so I, I think that I do have to measure what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has to measure what they're going to say. I'm glad you can't read my mind. I'm glad <laughs> so I can't glad. read yours. Yeah. You know, terrible. I'm glad I can't read Morgan's mind. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely sure mm -hmm. if I could read Morgan's mind, he wouldn't be working for me. <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just, no, it's true. It's I don't think if we could read each other's minds that anyone would have a relationship. No, with oh, there's no way. It'd be okay. Because sometimes you do have involuntary thoughts that come to your oh head. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've had involuntary thoughts that come to my head. And I'm like, oh, my God, why would I think that? No, no, no. That my is thoughts, horrible to think. No, some of my thoughts are so horrible. <laughs> It's so, can, it's, it's so crazy. I don't even want to tell you. I don't, my, I don't want to know. I, some of my horrible thoughts are just, they're, they're, they're just so terrible. They're yeah. just, they're really, really bad. Like, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, You're oh like, my. So like thrown by your own thoughts. Oh right my now, gosh. Thinking about it. It's horrible. No, and it's, it's just because of things that I think that might be funny, but they're really bad things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what any of them are because I can please hear my best don't. friend Chris Hill saying, don't you dare say what it is. And everyone on this stream would absolutely shut their computers down. No, Laptops no, no. Closed. They're not that bad. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's just, you know. I grew no, up in a different true. world, yeah. you know, where there things were funny that aren't funny today. So it's like I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't expound. We don't want you. We don't want you to. No, Morgan. Morgan's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you can never leave so, no, we That's have right. those conversations all the time. I'm like, Dad, you absolutely cannot say that when my friends come over. That's not funny to anyone else. And I'm like, if I can't say it, then they can't come over. Don't bring them to my house. <laughs> I'm not editing myself in my house. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Just true. Kidding. Um, okay, so kind of a random random question but just maybe a little breather from like the you know sure harder stuff we've been talking about so um so house of house of the dragon came out like a couple okay. weeks ago it's okay. a really good show okay you guys should watch it if you haven't seen it if you like game of thrones um but what's crazy is that like so house of the dragon came out so did the rings of power the you know lord of the rings prequel show Marvel just put out a new show, show She-Hulk. Um, shoot, in the past week, I looked it up. In the past week, Netflix has put out 18, 18, in the past week, 18 new movies and shows. 
And I just, I felt like this for a while. I just feel like there's so much content, constant content, constant films, constant movies, um, TV shows. And it's just like a lot of distraction, a lot of different ways where you can get like, I don't know, just, yeah. And I just feel like, okay, one, how long can, can this go on? I feel like this is not... This isn't going to work like there can't Amazon can't have like 10 new shows and then Netflix has 18 new shows. And then, you know, there's new streaming services all over like how like just business, my businessman, you know, your business mind. Like, can this continue before like the entertainment industry just implodes from too much content or the or the human mind just like, you know, fizzles or something? It's just it's just so much. No, I don't think so. For real. I really don't. I okay, think that, you know, first of all, I think that with the birth of the industrial age technology, as the world got easier, as life got easier, it's just there's a bit more leisure. Most, I mean, and there are people that do do hard work. Yeah. Okay. But even when they're done with their hard work, it's like they all want to unwind with something that's entertaining. Yeah. And there was a time when a certain level of entertainment was kind of really just for people who were really, really wealthy. Mm. You know, there was a time in human history when it was kind of like, yeah, it was the royals who were patrons of the arts. And, right. the, and, the, and the arts, whether it was drama or plays or whatever, Shakespeare, whatever it was, was, you know, there was a whole, like, you know, in my... One of my books up here, right there, up there at the top. You know, and if you, can, you can't even see it in the camera. The Riverside Shakespeare. Okay, wow. you know, in my Shakespearean literature uh, education, there's all this of this Shakespeare. If, if you believe Shakespeare wrote everything, okay, which whatever. <laughs> but you know, there was historical right. stuff yeah. in there, and that's not just that didn't just start with Shakespeare. That even was with Homer. Like the Iliad, that was and the Aeneid, the the stuff that was written. It was kind of like, ooh, let's give the history of the Roman Empire, the, so that we can tell the story of the birth of the Roman emperor, mm -hmm. because it's like I'm I'm being sponsored by the royal. Oh. You understand? So yeah, we're gonna write Henry the Fifth. We're gonna write Henry the Fourth. We're gonna write Henry. We're gonna give a history because we're trying to. We're gonna we're gonna tell this historical story partially because we're being sponsored, mm -hmm. okay? And so it's kind of like the entertainment being open to the masses, mm -hmm. okay? That is all humans want to be entertained. Yeah. And so yeah, that's true. I think that you know the technology, the streaming world, it's just kind of like. It's just become even easier for people to get good content. It's just a whole new world. I grew up with eight channels. Right. Now there's, it's you insane. know. I know, that's now crazy it's to think about. Right? insanity. Because there isn't just like all these streaming platforms, but I, I just thought about this. I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. Right. I listen to a lot of podcasts I watch on YouTube. I watch like YouTubers. You know, it's just there's. We're so sitting here doing much. this show right, right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> there was a time when there were, there was there was a time when there was eight pieces of the pie, mm. eight, and there were there were four of them that were that were the whole country. Mm -hmm. 
So ABC, CBS, NBC, like your news was local, mm-hmm. but if something was on a, was a national show on ABC, like your UHF, you know, your where I grew up, it was 25, 38, 56, 68. Like those were way more local, but still, what I'm saying yeah. is, is there were eight pieces of the pie. Right. If you were on at 8 a.m., if you were on 8 p.m. on CBS, like the whole country was watched. They, it was only cut up into four pieces. Right. The amount of the yeah. of what your ratings were. Now, yeah, it's a whole new world, and I and I think that it allows for even more creativity, mm. and it allows for an even greater level of expression. That's true. Um, and even international expression. Yeah, you know, there was a time when you're in America, you're mostly watching American TV. It's true. And you're yeah. being limited to just the gifts that were just American. Right. Now, it's a whole new world. Yeah. There's and a German show on Netflix that's like really, really good. I think it's German. I didn't even watch yeah. Squid Game or Squid whatever. Game. I never even watched that. You've never, you still never seen it? Never seen it. We have to rectify that immediately. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I thought it was about Squidward from SpongeBob. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Bye. But I'm just saying, it's like, <laughs> I didn't want to watch somebody playing the clarinet. Okay. Anyway, all I'm saying is just that. No, I, I and I think it's yeah. wonderful. I think it's great. I think it's freeing. I think it's liberating. I think it creates mm-hmm. um, opportunities for people who have giftings to actually flow in their gifting and flow in their art. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when the seats were even fewer. Now it's it's just broader. Right. And if you are, you know, if you are a a, a writer or a mm-hmm. screenplay writer, that's if this is the ability you have. There's way more seats at the table for you now. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think that's nothing but a good thing. I yeah. think it fosters more more creativity and it fosters more art. Yeah. More and, ways for you know, different, I think, two different perspectives to get out there into the right. world. That's right. Um, and what yeah. we're seeing from the Amazons and the Netflix and everybody is that, hey, they're all going to adjust. The people who, who don't have that talent are going to figure out a way to make money on people who do. Right, right. Yeah. So it you know it doesn't change, but you know, like it's just the whole world is totally different. Like even right now, I mean anything in time, it just doesn't exist anymore. Everybody yeah. used to be locked in time. It just doesn't exist anymore. Not when it comes to entertainment. Mm-hmm. Not when it comes to entertainment. Mm-hmm. I watch football. I can watch. I I can watch the game whenever I want. Oh right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like the bachelorette's on right now, and I'm like, oh, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm you're, you can do this with me and not worry about it. <laughs> not worry about it. There was a time it. when it was like, oh my god, I gotta race home. I gotta get home. I'm trying to watch my show. Yeah, yeah. You so know, true. my grandfather used to be like, don't bother me during my stories. <laughs> my story. The stories was on so daytime cute. soap opera drama. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even talk to him. Yeah, his <laughs> stories my, was on. Picture, you gotta go see the picture. You about to get smacked. You about to get cussed out yeah. if you are trying to talk to him during his stories. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh yeah, whatever. I can do whatever I want. Yep. You know, you all know I love law and order, you know, and the criminal justice system. The people are represented by two separate but equally important groups, the police who investigate crime. And the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These these are their stories. Dun, dun. I love it. I can watch law and order. I watch law and order every day. No, I could literally watch that show every day. I watch law and order every day. Also, the people who think SVU is better than the original, you're crazy. Are high. You're, you're crazy. You're insane. Like I, the camera work on Law and Order back in the night, like early 2090s, is amazing. It's like a film. It's it's a film. 
SVU is like a is like a soap opera. <laughs> like, are not you guys to mention serious? the fact that an SVU, you know, it's special victims. Exactly. It's it's so narrow. All of the stories are gonna be the same. All of them are the same. Whereas when you watch regular Law and Order, you don't know who you the murderer is. Exactly. It could be a random so person. It could be somebody close to them. It could be a it could be a serial killer. It could be their yeah. best friend. It could be their mama. It could be a little kid. <laughs> No, it's true. There's no, there's Law and Order episodes where it's like murders is like a little there. kid, and he's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, no, this little eight year old murderer is out here. So it's anyway, like, anyway, we can watch Law and Order whenever we want. Is the point what we're saying? It's no on doubt. all the time, twenty four seven on like what is it, Pop or something? No, and and I, I have YouTube TV. Yeah. So I just set it to record. I set it to record Columbo. I'm about to watch some Columbo after this. I'm going to go eat me some ravioli. Oh, no, she's not cooking. God help us. What does this world come to? Dad, and I'm getting ready to eat some fried chicken from somewhere, and I'm going to watch Columbo. The man's been dead for 20 years. I'm getting ready to watch Columbo right now. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I made a cake for Morgan. I'm, because I, you know, I like him, and, you know, <laughs> you know, he works for me. And, you know, so I got, I made, you know, I, I pay him fairly okay, but I got to make him cake to some. I got to make him cake to supplement it. It's the only way I can afford him. But anyway, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go ice his cake, you know, and then, you know, I'm yeah. going to go watch Columbo, you know, because yeah. I can watch it whenever can. I want. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's good. Going to watch Monk. <laughs> going to watch House. Although House, like, I can't watch House can't at watch night. can't watch House before you go to bed. I can't watch House at night because yeah, I start checking right. my body for ticks. <laughs> House will really freak you out. No. It will really freak you no, out. No, it's you like, can't watch house. no, I was outside picking blueberries and all of a sudden my arm started itching and I was like, oh my God, like a recluse spider. <laughs> like I just, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just, oh, I'm so conscious of every little thing. <laughs> I'm pulling like moles off my body and making myself bleed because I think that, it's a, my God. I think it's a tick. I think I'm, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well. You know? We appreciate you guys for taking your time out of your night. Yeah, I mean, TikTok to, Live, it's been okay. I mean, yeah. it's been a couple of people coming out and in and off. On There's a lot of likes. So, hey, you know. Hey, there we go. Listen, TikTok, it's, all, it's all good to me. Instagram was, you know, we didn't do Instagram Live, but it's we all on YouTube. YouTube. We love you guys. Hey, this it's it was Beyond the Pulpit, you know, episode three, uh, three season, one. season one. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I think it was good. I think it was a great show. I'm enjoying this. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, and like, and, and your hair's done this week, which is a total wow. Of... He was coming for me about my ponytail last week. Whoa. I wasn't on camera last week. Something. What was? What is it with you and ponytails? Whatever. We're not, we're not talking about this right now. We're closing out the Listen, show. We're wrapping this up. This is your we're hair. Everybody this. needs to know this is her hair. Okay. <sighs> Everybody on on my YouTube world, this it's mostly men. This is her hair right here. Okay. This is my <laughs> right. daughter, we're and whom I am well pleased. Okay. <laughs> Sale I'm taking right applications. No, we're not right now. Okay, I know what you. I'm looking for. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. going on some of these dates. <laughs> Ew. Okay, guys, thank you so much for watching. <laughs> Go ahead, Dad. Go do your your end. Okay, so we were so glad you were with us on Beyond the Pulpit. We want to see you next week. Good. Get all excited. Go tell everybody. Tell somebody about this show. We're gonna talk about truth. We're going to talk about everything. It's Beyond the Pulpit. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Pulpit with Andy Thompson. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to follow Andy Thompson on all social media platforms. 
If you would like to support this podcast, head over to www.pastorandy.com podcast for more information on how to donate and stay connected with Andy Thompson.